welcome once again, family members of Truth on Diluted. Welcome to another wonderful episode with Bella and Kishi. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm like to have you guys here. My shaker is not around us. I've not moved my case fully, fully back to the house. So Bella has the dates herself to show us the power of her I wouldn't be competing with her today. It's fine. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god. And we have another wonderful guest in the house with us today. Yes. Guys, guys, when I say our guest is loaded with fire, I'm not going to like over. I'm not going to overextend or over exaggerate or anything. So I'm going to just mm-hmm. allow them to go ahead and introduce themselves. Um, is it themselves or herself? Herself. Because they love the things. They love the things. One, you guys. It's like, only one person. Like, like, I've been a fan of her since like, I know she doesn't even know this, since like 2020 when she started this John, the Book of John challenge. And then when I found out wow. on Instagram, it was like I found, it was like I found like one celebrity. I was like, oh my god! I'm sure the day she eventually get, gets to check her DM and sees my DM, she'll be like, ah, oh, this girl, the things I've spent. Oh my god, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited that she's here, guys. I'm so excited. I have <laughs> No, it's fine. It's a fun girl moment, please. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> I am actually as I can I didn't care yet today. Yes, I said the name already. <laughs> Guys, if you don't know who Adelike is, I don't know what you're doing on Instagram. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know who you're following. <laughs> <laughs> we need to ask you what exactly are you doing with that app? So anyway, <laughs> we're going to give her the opportunity to introduce herself to her and be so please do us the honors of introducing yourself. Yes. Awesome. Hi everyone. Um, it's such a pleasure to be on the Truth Undiluted podcast. Mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to this recording for a while now. So I'm yes, glad that we're finally able to do it. Finally. My name is Adenike Sheriff. Um mm-hmm. This is where I usually get stumped because when people ask me to introduce myself, I never know what to say. But um, I'm a lover of God. I'm a believer. I work professionally as a venture capitalist. I co-founded Future Africa, which is an early stage fund investing in African companies in 2019. Um, I live in Lagos, Nigeria right now. Um, I love the color yellow. I love chocolates. I love to eat good food. I love to travel. So hope that suffices for an intro. And if there's anything yeah. you, else you want to know, you know, please feel free to ask. Of course, you should already know I would do that. <laughs> sure. That's why we're yeah. <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much for doing for doing this introduction. It really makes so much sense. You know, whenever I have people say, I don't know what to say whenever I am asked to introduce myself, and they go out like give us a short bio and <laughs> into their whole amazing, amazing life. I'm like, okay, but I thought you said you got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so nice I, I i think it was it was me that sent the mail the first time to you it was via your website and 
that very day when I went through your website, I was going through this your particular challenge where it was a 30-day kind of challenge. And because yeah. of the fact that you weren't sending a mail consistently, though you eventually explained why that you were busy. So I was like, let me just go binge on our, on our website and check out the past um, articles she mm. wrote already. And I just didn't know why. I just felt this not to like send that mail to you. I honestly wasn't expecting oh, wow. a response. I'm going to be very honest to you. Um, I wasn't resp- expecting a response because I'm like, uh, first of all, I don't know if she actually checked the mails that she get through this particular channel. One, two. I don't even think she's going to probably be able to like, you know, do the recording because it's not yet time. It's still going to be in 2023 and that was 2022. So I'm like, okay, well, let me just go ahead and respond and, you know, obey the nudge I had. And all mm-hmm. through the time we had this back and forth and we had to reschedule and over and over. One thing that just kept me um, going is the fact that I knew it was an act of obedience to God that made me mm-hmm. send that mail. So I was so assured with the fact that, you know, whatever yeah. I had eventually be doing this recording it was going to be such a blessing so i'm mm. about to be you know blessed i am so privileged to be a first and um participant and recipient of this blessing that god is going to be sharing with us through mm. you and through us as well so yeah. for all of us our listeners at home we're going to be talking on the topic called contact without contamination and mm. why this is such a huge deal to <laughs> me especially in the time that we are in right now is because of the fact that we have so much influx of information out there today about how you should go out there and do things you're the sort of the world the light of the world mm-hmm. go out there and you know mm-hmm. then do amazing things for christ do amazing things for the kingdom which yeah. is actually expected of you it's actually the mm-hmm. truth that because you're the sort of the earth and the light of the world you're expected like mm-hmm. you know express a level of influence in wherever god has sent you to but the thing mm. people do not teach, or shall I say, the thing that we find little information on is how do people that are expected to be preservative go out there and not lose their own saltiness? How mm-hmm. do we as light go out there and not get um and not get put off that the level mm-hmm. of darkness we are surrounded by? So this is such yeah. a wonderful um way to start. I'm going to ask you when you hear the word salt and light. What, what exactly do you think God is trying to say? Because I've, I've heard so many definitions about salt and light. I've, I've, I've heard people say, um, because they're the light of the earth and all of these things, it means they're supposed to just go out there and, you know, um, make Jesus famous. And then it's not really just about making Jesus famous for me, I believe. But what do you think being salt and light is? You know, I always find that statement, make Jesus famous, very funny because... Jesus is arguing. Somebody's agreeing with me. <laughs> already the most famous name yeah. on earth. Literally. There's nowhere mm-hmm. you go where you mention the name Jesus and people at least don't have an idea of, of who you are talking about, you know. So I always find it very interesting when people say they want to make Jesus famous. For me, it's the question is, hmm, do you want to make Jesus famous? Or do you want to be famous? Yeah. Um, I I get the spirit behind it, though. Um, Sharing the values of Jesus, the life of Christ, you know, the way Christ commands his people Mm -hmm. to live and propagating the the kingdom. I get it. Um, When you talk about salt and light, you know, one thing about me is I don't, I like to say, I don't have any opinions Mm. on scripture or what is stated in scripture, because it's, the meaning is always very clear. The Bible says mm-hmm. you will know the truth 
and the and truth will set you free. And um, like that's that about that. So you know, we tend to extrapolate, we tend to form our own ideas of things. But I find that most times the simple answer as found in scripture is usually the most effective. So when we talk about salt and light, you know, I think it's in Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, where Jesus yeah, talks about be the salt of the earth. If salt is of what use is salt. Yeah. If it, if, it is not that salt, if it has lost its flavor, it will be yeah. thrown out and trampled, you know, upon the ground. Now, yeah. you have to realize Jesus was talking to a particular audience the Jews uh-huh. in Israel in a specific time, a specific uh-huh. time of civilization. Now, salt is a very common commodity now. So I don't even think anybody rates salt. It's like, what, 50 or 100 <laughs> naira, you know, yeah. for a pack. We, we all use it in our meals. But at the time, salt was a very precious commodity. In fact, yeah. Yeah. the Roman um, soldiers used to get paid with salt which is where the word salary actually comes from because salt used to be called sal or something so that was where the word salary comes from it was so precious that they used to be paid with salt and obviously they will exchange it for currency or other things that they needed so jesus was trying to tell people that number one they were precious and i think Mm -hmm. that's something that is so easy to lose sight of regardless of whatever was going on they were precious right Mm -hmm. and the fact that they were precious they were unique they were of high value conferred a certain responsibility on them on them to show people how to live life the way that god intended us to live it which was always god's plan anyway you know when you think about the israelites having a special nation of people for himself These were the people God was talking to, that he had set them as an example, you know, to the rest of the world. And so that was why that came up. You are the salt of the earth. But were they acting like the salt of the earth at the time? The truth was no, not really. Hence why he said, but of what use is salt if it has lost its flavor? You know, it Mm -hmm. was thrown out and trampled upon. You will lose your authority. You will lose your power. They were being trampled upon by the Roman, the Romans, mm. and the other people that sought to conquer them. So that's really justice. So when Jesus talks about salt, the primary audience was to the Jews, who were mm. a set apart nation, a specific people, descendants of God's friend Abraham. Not because they were God's favorites, but because the the whole idea was that their progenitor, Abraham, chose to Mm -hmm. follow God at a time when nobody else was, you know. And because of his sacrifice, God made a covenant with him and said, oh, through you, all your, the whole world, through your descendants, the whole world will be blessed. And we all know that the descendants that was being referred to is Christ, right? Mm. So God was using, the idea was, imagine I, you know how like there's Powerpuff Girls, um, yeah. just me, and the professor wanted to do sugar spice and everything nice, but he ended up pouring <laughs> chemical X and creating like these special girls that could be superheroes. Imagine yeah. that they just wanted to be like normal girls when they had the capacity to fight like. Yeah. Uh, 
villains. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So they were mm-hmm. supposed to be Israel was a special race. It's not that God hated the rest of the world, it's that he was looking for people he could work with to use as an mm-hmm. example. So that when the redeemer came. You know, there'll be a clear example of what it meant to belong to God, yeah. right? So that was what God meant by, that's what Christ meant by, you know, referring to them as the, the, the light of the world. That is, I think that one is very explanatory, you know. <laughs> you are the light of the world. We've all been in a dark room. You know what it's yeah. like, even if it's your phone touch lights you put on. You know how it transforms mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. Light shines effortlessly. It's not. It's not trying to make its presence so hard. By the mm. vet, by virtue of existing, it, de- it mm-hmm. dispels darkness. It's not. Mm. I don't think that I've ever struck a match or lit a candle, and the candle is striving to be a candle, or the touch is striving to be a touch. The very. Mm-hmm nature of it the composition of the oxygen the hydrogen whatever that makes up fire forgotten what they said (laughs) but i think those two things are part of it um you know produces something that dispels darkness darkness Mm -hmm. is the default state the issue is not darkness you know Mm -hmm. and has never been that you have to just and the you know, light is just light. So, and he goes ahead to say, nobody lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. Mm. Just to say, like, you <laughs> you can see how insane it will be to light a candle and then hide it. Of what use? So he was just mm. trying to show them that they hadn't lived up to the standards that they were supposed to, you know? Mm. So I'll say in summary, I know we still have a lot to cover, but in summary, that's what it means to be sought and delight. It's that God mm. has made us, by virtue of our existence, we embody these qualities. Mm. God mm. wants us to actually live them out. Mm. Wow. Wow. I, I love how you expatiate on the depth of what it means to be light and how you talked about the power of actually just being because to be very honest people don't understand that just because you are you are expected to influence the world just because you are you are expected to exercise and express a level of authority and when we see authority i'll just like to say this god is not calling us to exercise authority over our fellow humans. It's calling us to exercise authority over darkness. And that, that can be seen even in the dominion mandate, right? But just to bring our thought to what we are talking about today, you mentioned something about the fact that just by the virtue of you existing, which I like to call it being, I like to say it's the power of being. And it's the principle of being also, because I, I feel like many times we emphasize on doing, 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 go mm-hmm. out there and go, do all of this, yeah. things, go and all of this amazing stuff, which are actually very, very true and necessary and important. But because we talk less about the importance of do of being, and we lay less emphasis on the fact that it is from your being that your doing flows from. Think about what is the balance between understanding that, yes, I am a salt, I'm light, my identity is all of these things, but it is not in my power to do all of these things by myself. 
I am naturally wired to function in these capacities, but also I am not meant to function in this capacity of my own self. So what would you say about this particular thing? Um, I'll say that we have a very clear model who is Christ. Yeah. I was listening to a sermon by Bill Johnson on Saturday as part of a class that I'm participating in. It's called Hosting the Presence. It's been really amazing it. so far. Um, yeah. And he was saying how Christ was fully God and fully man. And in that, you know, he had the spirit of God and he, you know, yeah. he embodied the flesh. But everything that Christ did on the earth, he did as a man completely yielded to God. God. And, you know, it never really struck me until that moment that, look, Christ was 100% man. It wasn't like he was 50% man, 50% God. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know, fully God and fully man. But while yeah. he was on earth, he lived in the same flesh that I live. He has mm. the same limitations that I do. Right? And as a believer, I'm exactly as Christ was yes. when he was on yeah. earth. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. The same spirit dwells in me. And I was like, wow. So he did it as a man fully yielded to God. That's why you would hear him say things like, I do what I see my father doing you heard him say things like it's not yet my time do you understand you would mm -hmm. see things like the devil tempting him and him actually having to actively resist that temptation yeah so when it comes to doing things i know this is a battle that a lot of christians face but i'll say number one i find that when you are in an intimate love relationship with jesus right his burdens mm -hmm. become your burdens Oh. And you carry those burdens. Now, number two, you are content to let him lead you. The Bible says he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Mm. It's never about what you can do or what you have the capacity to do. That's why we are a body. So mm -hmm. we are doing this podcast, right? Very mm -hmm. great initiative. It's not that if I take a microphone tomorrow and start doing a podcast, it's a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Do you understand? No. But mm -hmm. maybe what God would rather have me focus on, since you are, you are already doing the podcast and so many other people, is to do pamphlets, for instance, mm. which is why we are a body. So I can do everything, but I, I should I do all things? Must I do mm. everything? Two different questions. And what's the mm. best way to strike a balance? Yes, have zeal. Have, um, you know, you don't need God to lead you to tell people about Jesus, right? But it's, yeah. important, it's important to be led by him in the how. So yes, you want to witness, you want to evangelize. We are all called to do that. Mm. But for everything, there's specific wisdom you can decide to take up a what's the word microphone or a megaphone and go around your streets talking mm -hmm. to you know but because you are thinking okay if i'm able to speak to 100 people at once is better but maybe the strategy god has for you is you see the house you are living in your three neighbors that's your assignment mm -hmm. for the next year mm -hmm. you know 
knowing that, imagine a picture where we are all yielded and surrendered to God. So mm-hmm. I'm facing those three neighbors. Someone else is working on the five people in the next house. Someone else mm-hmm. is working on the 10 people on the next street and so on and so forth. So we've all divided it. Think about how Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. Peter mm-hmm. was working with the Jews. Nobody interfered with anybody. And mm-hmm. nobody was greater or less than anybody. So yes. it would have been a bad thing if Peter got into a ship and headed to Rome right but mm-hmm. it wasn't what god would have him do have him at do. the time it won't have been a bad thing for jesus christ to take up um you know uh, camel heads and say repent for the kingdom of god is at hand i will baptize you with water but that there was, was john the baptist so for everybody we we, we are all so unique we need to know that god is very wise mm. so what he will have you do you don't need to figure out what to do. You just need to have an actual relationship with him, an actual loving relationship with him, and then ask him, Lord, what would you have me do? There are certain ideas I've had that God will say, yes, it's a very good idea, but no. Go not ahead. Hmm. Sometimes it's yes, go ahead. Sometimes it's no, not now, because I might think I have the capacity for it, but I really don't. Yeah. Um, scripture records how Paul was going to Macedonia or no, he was going somewhere else. I don't remember. And, you know, he had a dream and they told him, no, don't go there yet. It's not time. <laughs> do you understand? Yes. He, what he was going to do there was very worthy. But mm-hmm. he was needed in another place. So I find that there's no science to it. It is as we live in intimacy with the spirit of God every day and surrender our plans to him that we will find that balance. Mm. I really like what how you brought salt and light to the model of our Lord Jesus Christ to walking in the spirit because I feel like that really like covers if I want to say everything honestly like if we look from look look through the bible from Genesis to third John you will see like that's like the importance of who we are knowing who we mm-hmm. are yeah um, what he requires of us to do and how to do what he, he requires us to do and i like mm-hmm. to emphasize on walking in the spirit because see i'm i've noticed something that a lot of christians forget i don't know if it's forget or they think that or they do not know when they start to walk in the flesh for yeah. example you 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 give your life to christ you are so energized you want to preach to a thousand people Honestly, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But then what if you are not ready? Yeah. You know, what if you're not ready for that 8,000 crowd? What if you are not ready for the million people? What if God just wants you to focus on your junior sister that is in your house? Mm-hmm. Or even a teenager, a, a teenager in church that is losing it. God is like, okay, so that is the person I want you to, you know, deal with. Sometimes we even get frustrated when we don't yeah. do things how God would have us do it and I like the fact that you really really emphasized on that and I also love the fact that Jesus Christ also showed us this model in the Bible the Bible tells mm-hmm. us that he was with sinners and people yep. that Pharisees will call less than you know you've been wondering like why would the king of the Jews the king of kings be dining with sinners but like you said he knew why he was here and he himself he said he said I did not come for people that are okay or feel they are well I came mm-hmm. for those who 
sick. I came to heal people. I came to open the eyes of the blind. I came to set those who have been held bound free. So he knew why he was here. It was not a matter of mm-hmm. him trying to compete with John the Baptist. And I also like the fact that even when John the Baptist knew that the Messiah was here, he stepped down. And I like how he used the body to explain it because you were like, Every, if we all know that this is what we are meant to do, there will be no mm-hmm. in the church. Let's be honest, because nowadays you will see, um, I don't even know what to term them, but I've heard, I've seen posts of Christians saying things like, or people saying things like, my church is better than yours. So crying out loud, we're all one body. Which one is, you know, better than better? Which one is this one is better than mm-hmm. my church? Is? Like all of these things do not even matter to God because the Bible tells us in second, um, in first Corinthians 12, I think verse 27, that if one body messes up, it affects the entire body. And if one body is honored, yeah. the entire body is honored, you know, but I just want to, yeah. yeah, I just want to really ask. So how exactly do we practice contact in the world because our passport told us something if i say that you should not mix with unbelievers that means i have to take you out of this world but you are still yeah. in this world. you understand <laughs> so you're definitely going to come in contact with people that would obviously i don't even know if it's reject your beliefs or mm-hmm. um try to fight you through so how do we deal with that exactly because i know that going out to preach the word is fun but even the bible tells us that with great blessing comes great opposition so how yeah. do we how do we deal with the opposition? I'll ask you a question. Okay. I'll ask you a question. Who opposed Christ? The Pharisees, the teachers of Who? the law. The and they were what? The religious uh, leaders of the day, right? The religious people, mm-hmm. no? <laughs> So that's the number one um, tip. Don't be religious. I think hmm. that, you know, we tend to forget that we are human beings and God made us human beings and we live in a world with other people. Look at how Jesus connected to people. He connected to them on the basis of their shared humanity. He saw them. He truly saw people. Do you understand that? Nobody wants to hear everything that they are doing wrong Mm. in the first conversation that you have with them. A lot mm. of people don't have tact. And mm. we, are, we always also have our guard up as well. Remember that in, you know, in, in um, the Bible, what the Bible tells us to, is to be in the world, but not, but not of the world. the world. What does yeah. that mean? The world world, as used in that verse, is cosmos. Mm-hmm. It's not to this earth that we live in it's not talking about the trees it's not talking about no it's talking mm-hmm. about a way of thinking so yeah, live yeah. in this world but do not think like the like world them. does that's why the bible also tells us in romans that uh, be transformed by the, by renewal, the renewal of your, of your mind do not be conformed to this world or be transformed by the renewal of the of your mind so we see that i've given two examples now when the bible actually talks about being in the world it's first a a call to you personally to do the difficult work of changing your belief system the way Mm -hmm. you the way you process things your world view do you understand it's not a call to be combative it's not a call to be argumentative. It's not a call to need to prove anything. 
Mm. Now, as you renew your mind, there are certain attributes that will begin to show, mm-hmm. which we tell and call the fruits of the spirits. Yeah. The Bible says against these things, there is no law. That mm. means that if you imagine someone that embodies all the fruit of the spirits, who will be able to fight with them or who will have an issue with them? <laughs> Think about it. Even okay. if you do have an issue with them, he would not be their fault. It's, it's not, it's not uh, on them. Do you get thing. it? So it's to take an extreme person or maybe even a devil to have mm. an issue with them because they know what to say, when to say it, how to say it. They are full yeah. of love. They are full of compassion. They have joy. They are gentle. They have self-control. Do you understand? Mm. Mm. We tend to skip these parts and then focus on the other people. Oh, there's darkness. Oh, they are lost. Oh, but have you done the work of renewing your mind? Have you Mm. done the work of abiding in God so that you, you know, he says, abide in me and I in you, that you will be able to have you gone through that process? If you have, yeah. it will simply shine. You know, yeah. they will come to you. I want to know why you are like this. I want <laughs> to know how you are able to always remain so calm. And even when you have to confront darkness, what you are confronting is systems, not people. Hmm. Two different things. Not people. Jesus Christ never had an issue with people. What he had an issue with, with was the oppressive systems that yeah. held people bound. And whether that was that system was perpetrated by religious people or by people that were not religious, the kingdom mm. is not about, oh, I'm a Christian, or no. The kingdom is a specific way of thinking, of behaving, of acting, of yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. It has a mm. culture. So it has its own systems. And what God wants us to do, to come into this world, to do, is not to gather in a hall every Sunday, you know, and sing and, you know, be placated. It's to take his way, his systems, and propagate it in the world without making too much noise about it. You will Mm -hmm. never see anybody that produces porn coming to evangelize about it to you. No, I don't know. Think about the things that you believe Mm. or things that you like. It is just, those people just are. I don't know how to explain it. Do you ever see Mm. anybody coming to say, I want you to come and follow Satan. I want you to come (laughs) and worship idols. Is there anything like that? What what happened? There's a way of being. You see, ah, these people, they're always so cool. They dress a certain way. There's Mm -hmm. this type of music that I like. Those are the things that draw you into those, uh, into the quote-unquote darkness. Is mm-hmm. a system. It can mm-hmm. be a financial institution, but yeah. they are not honest. They don't. Uh, they don't. What's it called? They don't give people the right interests. They sponsor things that are against the kingdom of oh, they God. Oh, people of their hard money. Those are the thing. Those are the issues. So you can see that it's not all about saying, "Oh, I, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus." What What has that belief produced in you? Mm. So mm. the major thing we need to understand and think about is what are the systems of this world? Have you actually ever yes. thought about who is mm. behind? this 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 why is it like this whether it's um 
education, whether it's healthcare, Religion. where you have things like if you go to see the doctor about um, having cramps, they will offer you birth control. Mm. You know, why? What's the reason for that? Who is profiting What's from engineering it? that thought? Why? What's engineering, you know, is it are there control? no drugs? Or the first thing that happens when a young girl finds herself pregnant is that abortion is recommended. What is behind mm. that? Or the cartoons that little children are watching. They are now putting mommy and mommy and daddy and daddy. You know, did you see Satan in those cartoons? <laughs> no. 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 So those are the systems, the ways of thinking that are antithetical to the mm. will of God, to the way God wants this earth to be. So we mm. that's why the Bible says we must be as wise as serpents as and as gentle as, as doves. As it's mm. not always all about, um, you know, oh, come to Christ, come to Christ. You know that most times, the fact, how the, I was reading my Bible yesterday and it was talking about how, I'm doing this study called The Life of Jesus from She Reads Truth. It's a Bible subscription. I love it. I, and I they have send, Yeah, they send me a book every month. So I just follow these studies. It's really amazing. So nice. And they were talking about how everywhere that Jesus went, people were the ones that came in their number. Of their own accord to meet him. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yes, he preached in the synagogues. Yes, he talked about the kingdom of God. But they saw that there was something about this man. When he lays hands on the sick, they are healed. Mm-hmm. In fact, they said that he went to a new town and the multitude came. And do you know what I asked myself? How did they recognize mm-hmm. Jesus? There was yeah. no one that time. They couldn't have seen his picture. Mm-hmm. They would just have heard about him. What was it about Jesus? That made people know that this is him. And he drops him. You know? So I think that when we talk about, number one, we approach it from a place of fear, where and then there's there's that extreme, where we now separate ourselves from the world. Oh, we only go to Christian school. Oh, we have Christian bank. We have Christian markets. We go to this specific church, which is problematic in itself. Because you, 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 I don't want to mention any specific things, but people that go through that type of life, they end up resenting it, you know? They end up feeling like they were raised in a cult, that they didn't get experience. Yes, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There's that, right? There's also the other extreme where it's like, oh, I know who I am. I'm saved, so I can do whatever I want to do. And so... There is no discipline, you know. You are in the club. You are at all the concerts. You are doing the things of the world without having a clear agenda or without being instructed to be there. Mm. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you start from a place of loving Christ, I remember that Paul was in the temple of Artemis. And, you know, he entered temples of idols. Did he go there to worship? No. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He went there to engage the worshiper, to let them know that there was a different system, a better system. Do you understand now? But think that about it. Paul, an apostle, you just say an apostle in a shongo 
uh, maybe Shango worshiping event. Think about all the Instagram captions that you see about that person, you know? Mm. So I think that not being contaminated, first of all, the world cannot contaminate you yeah. because you are preserved in Christ. I think that's a fear people just need to let go. Uh, you are yeah. hidden in Christ. As long as you walk with God, you are submitted to him, you are surrendered to him, and you surrender to the process of mind renewal. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine, Right. The second thing is also obedience. So number mm-hmm. one, don't be religious. That's even the yeah, first one. That's- because that's what leads to all of this, like separation, demarcation. Then mm-hmm. number two, remember the obedience. Remember that the the um the world, the Bible says that their minds are not renewed. They are yeah, the kind of minds. They yeah. can't understand, which is why we have the spirits. So the way we engage has to be very, very targeted. Think about um two. I'll give two examples from scripture. Philip, who had to go to the Ethiopian eunuch. What was happening to that man? He was reading what he could not understand, right? Mm. And by obedience, by the spirits, Philip went there and right time to explain what he was reading to him and that was a high-ranking government official and you know mm-hmm. he was able to be baptized second example you have cornelius yeah a man who everybody testified was doing good to everybody good. around him and god, um, yeah god called i think was it peter correct me if i'm wrong and said go to, person, go to this person's house and you know get them baptized in spirit and all of that so we can see that there was spe- there was specific instructions. instructions. So it's not like you just wake up one day and say, okay, well, I want to show people that the music of this world is wrong. <laughs> uh-uh. Again, it all boils down to walking in the spirits, having yeah. true compassion for people, knowing mm. that, what does the Bible tell us? We wage war not against flesh and blood, but against but against principalities, powers, powers It's not basis. all about what you can see. What you can see is just the outcome of hmm. strategy happening in a different kingdom from God's kingdom. Yes, the prince of this world, there is an a pervasive ideology that most people by default subscribe to because of hmm. the nature of sin in them. Hmm. Wow. I, I love how packed you just made all of this. And one of the key things I, I think I'm taking away, which I'm going to actually be buttressing on, is how you talked about obedience. I remember seeing one movie that I actually recommend to everyone, New Amsterdam, go watch that movie. He did not talk about God in any way, but see, it is going to come, it is going to like just demolish so many things you think you know about being good and being kind, and really having a heart for people. So there's this guy that is the main figure, main character, just brought out from his, a different place as a doctor to this hospital called New Amsterdam. And this hospital is like an institution, a force. It just depicts like two different kingdoms. So this guy was coming from a different kingdom that, you know, he operates in his own set of beliefs. And he's coming to mm-hmm. a set of kingdom, institution that is already so set in its ways, has practiced this way of living for like years. And you're bringing this person with a different ideology to come and direct this medical center. And he came and he disrupted every single thing. And that's what I want to bring out. When you truly follow the leading of God, whatever you do will look like a revival, a disruption, a disruptive tool 
that God is introducing into a place to cause change and catalyze the new level of, of revival he wants to best. And can I say this as well to people? Revival is not first about the darkness or the people that are not saved. Mm -hmm. Revival is for believers. <laughs> Whenever I tell people this, they're like, nope, nope, nope. Revival is for sin. I'm like, no. Revival is not for sinners. It's for you. Reformation is what is, is what happens after revival is kickstarted in the church. And then it goes out and spread like wildfire, calling people to repentance. So it, it goes back to what you said about the fact that youth is what's that with you. And I think that's one thing we don't preach enough in church. Nobody's going to be saved. You need to be very okay with that. And I'm not saying it from a place of me being complacent or saying, oh, because I now know that not everybody's going to be saved, I'm not going to go out there and do my part. No, I'm saying it from a place of understanding that the core purpose of being a witness is not just to have people saved, but to bring the kingdom to the earth. It is you, if you've been rooted and planted, those words are not just used because it's trying to give you some nice fancy words. It's trying to explain the depth of how much you are truly in Christ. When it says you are now buried in Christ, the life you now live now is no longer your life, but the life of Christ in you. It's trying yeah. to help us understand that I'm not just a person now. I am a person inside another entity. So it is mm. God in me. It is God out and through me doing every single thing he wants to do. So it's almost like I'm just a being. My body is just the only living particle about me. My spirit, man, every single thing about me should be so surrendered to God that he is able to freely flow and freely find expression in us. So I can't say this enough to people. You don't go out there trying to advance a kingdom you do not even know about. It is wrong. It's an anomaly. And I was saying to somebody the other day that why you feel God is still asking you to wait and he can't entrust you with anything as significant as you think it is because he cannot even trust you to go out there and stand fully secured and not be scared that he will snatch you from his hands. And that's not because he does not have the capacity to keep you, to keep you planted. The Bible says he is able to keep us from falling right but because you understand that we've not even absorbed the realities of the kingdom at the end of the day contact is necessary right but it is first your own responsibility to ask yourself what am i believing in the first place what set of belief systems am i operating in what set of mm -hmm. um, structures have i integrated into my life as my lifestyle that I can now go boldly out there and know that I'm doing the kingdom work and not be scared that tomorrow can come and one sin will just snatch me off my feet. What kind of, you know, discipline measure have I put myself in? What kind of death have I allowed myself go through? Because that's another mm -hmm. thing I feel like we don't talk enough about. It's so cool for churches and out there saying, go out there. God, I was about to say something that God, thank you for keeping me short right there. Anyways, go out there and go out there and go out there. But you're not teaching people how to build infrastructures around their life that allow them to die daily, the night, and, and all of this thing. So I'd like to ask, where is the place of understanding that, yes, I am called to do this. This is my mandate as a part of the body. And also understanding that, though God has not even said anything to me clearly yet, about my part in the body. So how exactly would you have me go out there and make disciples of nation? How, how, how would you advise I go out there 
and make contact with the world? So I think, again, we'll go back to scripture. Mm-hmm. Before the disciples went out to um, lay hands on the sick and cast out demons on them, Jesus Christ gave them the authority and clear instructions on what to do. You can yes. find this in scripture. It says, take nothing for your journey. If anybody says you are not welcome, dust your feet and you know, leave mm-hmm. the place, right? When he mm-hmm. died, when he died, he he told them to tarry in Jerusalem for the yeah. spirit to come upon them. And until mm-hmm. that happened, we didn't see Peter, we didn't see any yes, of the other um, disciples who became apostles doing anything, right? Now, when mm-hmm. the spirit came upon them, we saw that they had a regular practice of going to the temple to pray. Mm-hmm which I believe was where they would get instructions from God on how to do different things, right? Mm-hmm. When to move, how to move, what to say, how to say it, how to organize themselves. They were always in prayer, which is one of the primary ways, which is not even one of the primary way of communicating with God, right? Yeah. We see uh, Saul, who became Paul, when he was on the way to Damascus, Damascus right mm-hmm. and we see him going to the arabian desert for three years before he started active ministry mm-hmm. that did not stop him from telling people his story telling people what happened to him right yes so i think that we overcomplicate things if my dad tells me I live in my dad's house, for example. Not that I actually do, but I'm just giving an example, right? (laughs) I'm an adult. (laughs) But if I live in my dad's house, I know that I have a responsibility to do things, chores around the house, right? Without anybody telling you to do them. Yes. But I also know that my dad will give me specific instructions to do certain Mm. things as well. So I'm aware of my responsibility. At the same time, I wait for instructions. They work hand in hand. Do you understand mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Do you understand it? It's not to say yes. that you cannot take initiative. You can. But being dead in the spirit means that you are constantly plugged in. There's never a time mm. you talk to God that he will not answer you. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I, yes. remember, I remember when um someone told me a funny story that... You know, he was in a hospital and he wanted to pray for a child that was sick because he was like, how can I be here and this child will be ill and all of that. And at the moment he raised his hands to lay his hands on the child and pray, the Holy Spirit just said to him, did I ask you to pray for that child? (laughs) You know, the people that own the child have come to carry the child. Let's go. So you can see that the two things work hand in hand. He had good Mm -hmm. intentions. But he was also sensitive enough to listen. Enough to, to, to listen. So I don't think that there's one hard and fast true. Obviously, if you see a need, feel it. But also know that in this kingdom, there's such a thing as times and seasons. Look God at bless you. Seasons, for instance, you know, there was a time where he had to kill Goliath and he didn't necessarily hear a word from God to mm. kill Goliath. You know, he understood who he was, his identity, and he took a step of faith and God backed him up. But imagine David now decided that, okay, oh, oh yeah, go and bring out all the giants in the old uh, Philistine. 
I'm he always going to leave of them. Do you understand? But when it was time for him to become a man of war, by the spirit, he knew. When it was time for him to ascend his throne, by the spirit, he knew. And I, I especially love the example of David because every time David would ask God, should we pursue them? Yeah, should we go? Should we not go? Not because he didn't know how to fight. My guy but because he knew that it's not every battle that you fight. You fight. God bless you. <laughs> so I think that there's just that balance. There's no way to, to give an exact um, answer. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's so good. I love the example of David you gave. Because one thing I learned through Apostle Joshua Selman, I think it was last year, was the fact that we are hungry. It's not going to be called as soldiers though we we understand we are equipped to fight war but don't live just in that space you are also an athlete right yeah so when you're fighting when, when it's time to go to war you understand that i'm not going to be dressed as an athlete i'm going to be dressed as a warrior so i'm going to war mm-hmm. but when it's time for me to like you know go go do those sporty stuff i'm not out there bringing my sword and my and all this kind of thing and i feel like this times and season thing is such an underrated topic and i i, I hope we we'll definitely talk about it one or some other time on this podcast because i really really have a heart for this thing because i realized that so many reasons some people wait and overweight and overextend their waiting period is because they don't even understand that in waiting you're not just waiting you're supposed to be asking questions slain with your head on the chest of the father that's the picture i just got right now that that's how you leave that's the posture to to take when waiting you leave with your head on the chest of the father even if you're not waiting because i don't think that 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 posture is just for a particular season of your life right but because we lack the initiative of actually approaching god from a place of understanding that i can't do anything of my own accord because if you understand you can't even do anything of your own accord you would eagerly go and ask questions, right? All you just said now, what you're saying is you're not the one in charge of your life. You're a witness you or you have a director that is... You are under authority. You are under authority. So always go back to ask questions. Always go back to ask questions. I love that. So do you I know that you have a father that would redirect you even if you don't ask because mm-hmm. that's another way that people get stuck. Do you understand? God is no wicked. Yes. he's able to still speak to you and say ah this thing that you want to do i know you didn't ask but it's not now it's not the time or now it's the time you understand yes yes i like that i like that just goes to show that the heart of the father is love it's a father that doesn't care about you that would say oh well she didn't ask me anything so i'll just say i'll go ahead and make her mistakes yeah exactly when she's done learning she'll come back to me and the balance there is also understanding that there are times where god would just you know, call you to action. And after he has called you back to action uh, by letting you see that this is not the right time and you still choose to go ahead, that that's that's on you. That's another angle as well. Because I actually mm-hmm. remember one time like that, I was going to start my podcast by myself in 2021. In mm-hmm. fact, I already created every single thing. I already reached out to somebody because I knew that me and her were supposed to be um, purpose partners in one direction and assignment. And we mm-hmm. already did one episode. And God was just like, she's not supposed to do any podcast with you, girl. Mm. She's your prayer partner, not your podcast mm. partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a very clear, direct thing. And I'm like, okay, yes, sir, we're done. And I left it. That podcast is still there for like almost mm-hmm. two years now. 
nothing has yeah. gone on it. Not because I don't have content, girl. I'm always dreaming content. But because mm-hmm. I got that clear instruction that no, she's not in your life for this. This is not why I brought you guys together. And this is not even the time for you to go out there and put a podcast out. And I, can I tell you one thing? If I continue producing that podcast then, I will have been so tired at some point because mm-hmm. I would probably have been teaching some stuff that I wasn't living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you because there were so many things that I was learning that I will I'd not I've not allowed myself to get to the place of obedience. In. So it was just a learning thing for me. So I'm I, I'm always so thankful to God that it saved me for myself in that moment and it didn't allow me to go away. That's why the fact I already put all the structure in place. So please always go back to God, always ask questions, always surrender your dreams, your ambitions, and everything. And I even like to say for myself, I don't have any dreams. I don't. Mm-hmm. If you, if it makes you think I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, kid, I'm a reckless person. So be it. I don't have any dreams. I live my life by time and by season. If by next year God says shut down, put on diluted, with my hands up and joy in my heart, I'm going to close that and send my yeah. letter of resignation and say I'm done. It is time to move on to another assignment. It doesn't make me a bad person, and it doesn't mean I don't, I don't know how to finish what I start. It just means that I know when to finish what god is calling me to finish and god help us in jesus name so i was mm-hmm. going to ask you for your last thoughts on um just anything you want to share that god might be laid on your heart and bella is going to close it out by his grace okay this has been really wonderful i would say that i find that for 99.9 percent of things in this christian work the answer will always remain intimacy with god and um surrender to his spirit there's really no question you want to have that those don't cover so i'll say that jesus yes jesus christ is our lord he's our savior but he also desires an intimate loving relationship with us as our bridegroom Mm -hmm. he desires that exclusive relationship just that love where you can be yourself where you can be his friend and i want more people to come up from the level of oh I've prayed I read my Bible this morning for 30 minutes to Hmm. having a living, breathing relationship with Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit, who is actually a person, not just an inanimate spirit that lives in you. So if there's Hmm. anything I want to leave you with today, uh, I pray that God will awaken and rekindle the fire of love in the heart of every listener and that he will draw you close to himself such that even when you are in the world when you're witnessing you're not doing it because you want to prove anything to god but because you are so secure in your identity as his child that you want everyone to come to yes amen yes mm, thank god no thank you yeah thank you wow thank you so much thank you so much you're welcome one of the things that you said that really stood out for me and it kind of just took me down to um true memory lane was when you said that people are afraid that you know um you can be contaminated by darkness Mm -hmm. because reminded me of one time when I started my Christian journey, and I was so afraid that um, I will go back. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to survive. I will go back. And I remember there was, I was lying down in my mom's room that night, and this scripture just popped in my 
in my spirit. I've, I don't think I've ever read it before because I even had to Google it to be sure that it was mm-hmm. a scripture. And the Holy Spirit was telling me that he, whoever has the seed of God in them cannot sin. not have the truth they sin. Yeah. And yeah. since then, like anytime like the enemy comes, I'll just be like, Mm-mm, whoever has the seed of God in them cannot like god will not allow you <laughs> he, he will yeah. not allow you to do it and you know just saying that it, it just i feel like that's plus the intimacy that you said that just wraps up everything for me yeah. and we're just so excited that you could do this like come on the episode and just share Thank you so much we're really really grateful and we just pray that the good lord will bless you we pray that yeah. um, the abundance that you have poured out, that he will feel more and more in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, and we guys, look forward to having you some other time too. Thank you so much for having me. This has been truly wonderful. <laughs> so right about now, you guys already know what to do. Please do not forget to rate and review this podcast and also share with your <laughs> friends family because it's so important that we get the world out there the lord has not told me and kishi to carry a megaphone yet <laughs> but he has told us to do a podcast to do a podcast he so <laughs> instructions and we are following it so please help us encourage us okay thank you yeah and thank do not forget so to much. send us an email if you have questions for Dini care by god's grace kishi will link our instagram page to yes. the newsletter and you'll be able to reach out or you can just reach out to us and we'll reach out to her for you we'll just link you guys one way or the other we love doing that thank you so much guys see you, you on the other episode